It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, good evening, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel and the accent is French, straight from Paris. Before we go to your calls with your questions, before we hear your love stories, you know, I always look, I'm a romantic, so I always look online or I look on papers, television, all the media, sometimes a friend give me a quote about relationship and I want to share this one because I think it's really meaningful. So take a listen. It says... Don't fall for people who won't be there to catch you. And it's so true. And I've made mistakes like going with people who were not there for me later on. So I've made that mistake. So remember, don't do like me, do better than me. If you have any questions about your relationship, call me 855-905-8255. You have a question for me about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Noel, bonjour. What's going on? Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. So, I have a question. My husband and I have two beautiful small children, and they keep us really busy, and we're exhausted all the time, and all we do is dream about having time alone together where we're not taking care of other people. Mm-hmm. And last week, we were able to get away. My parents watched the kids for, you know, all day and all night so we stayed over and it was almost awkward awkward and all yeah all of a sudden like the kids run around and my husband and i were like sitting on the beach alone and like we didn't know what to talk about because i said like let's not talk about the kids like let's just focus on ourselves and it just felt like i was under pressure to have the perfect day or something I understand. First of all, during the, the the time alone, did you guys become romantic again? Were there some kissing and everything and ooh-la-la? There was, like, at night, but, like, all day leading up to that, I just felt, like, strained or something. Like, we were under a lot of pressure to, like, all of a sudden create this romance because it had to be that day. Sure. Have you, uh, since then, discussed kind of the awkwardness with him or not yet? Have you said, how did you feel? I felt kind of awkward. No, is there is there any conversation that has happened since then? Oh yeah, we talked about it. We we're like, oh my god, this is so weird. We don't know what to talk about if we can't talk about the kids. Like, I mean, he felt the same way. Okay. He- well, first of all, maybe next time, uh, don't take away the kids' conversation fully. Yeah. I mean, that's just too much because this is your reality. You remove. That's why it was so awkward. You kind of removed yourself from your own planet. And went to the universe where a planet where there is nothing. Right. Right. So I think the next time, just be yourself. How about that? Be yeah. The, be yourself. Talk about the kids. Talk about your friends. Talk about your career. Talk about your reality. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just wanted to like escape from reality, but I guess that's our connection. You're right. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. And and because you told me you were romantic physically at night, I know things are good. All you need to do is just. You know, don't punish yourself by saying, oh, we can't talk about the kids. Why not? Talk about the kids, the neighbors, the sports team, anything. Normal conversation we all have. Yeah. Do you think that will help you? thank you so much. Yes, it does. All right. Relax and easy breezy. Have a good night. You too. In any relationship, there's going to be some silence. So let's talk about the best way to deal with them. If you've been in any kind of long relationship, you know there's going to be silences at one point. And really, the, the bad ones are like the silence treatment. You, know, you give somebody the silence treatment. You know what that is, right? The second one is like 
you feel like there's nothing left to say. You've had an argument. You've had enough. You're quiet because you've got nothing else to say. And the third one is not responding texts, right? It's like a distance and silence where you also want to show you have a disagreement, you're not answering. Those are the three types of silence that you have to be worried about. Something is up. There's an unspoken. Let's talk about now the right kind of silence, the one that makes you feel comfortable. And that's next on The Rendezvous. How would you define, when you're in a relationship, the silence that makes you feel good? Right. My last caller, Noelle, said she spent a weekend with her husband, was uncomfortable on the beach, and even feeling awkward. The right kind of silence in a relationship makes you feel at peace. You don't have to worry what you say, don't say. You can read a book, you can do nothing. Your partner's next to you. You not have an unspoken, something's bothering you. You guys are at peace together. And that's actually a very healthy sign that things are good in a relationship. The comfortable silence. And new questions for your relationships are next. If you have a question for me about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Joe. What's going on? Uh, bonjour, Simon. I'm, I'm calling because I've been seeing this girl for, you know, about six months. And um, it's going really well. But... Coming up is, uh, I'm a big football fan, mm-hmm. and I want to go out of town to see my team. Yep. And the same weekend opening, the, the first game is, uh, she wants us to go to this wedding together. It's a friend of hers, and she wants, and it's also out of town. So um, I'm not sure what to do, because I really like this girl. But, uh, you know, me and my buddies, we go to the first game of the season every year together. So it's kind of like a tradition. Mm, I see. Okay, that's an interesting dilemma. So I'm going to tell you what happened if you don't go to the wedding. The fact that she invited you to the wedding kind of is a way to make it very official, right? It's like I'm introducing you to all my friends, and I'm very proud of you, and I'm happy to go with you. I'm not going like a single girl. So it's really like the expression of how much she cares for you and how much she is proud of you uh, and to be with you. You don't go to the wedding with her. It's not the end of the world. She's going to be disappointed, even if she doesn't say so. And also, it's going to create a little distance, right? It's like you, the priority in your life is football with your body versus, you know, your relationship. So it's really that choice you have to make. What's more important to you, Joe? The opening game of your favorite team out of town or building up this relationship with this woman? I mean, I get. I've known the football team longer. You know what I mean? Like, so, I really like this girl, but okay, he, I, mean, he, I guess he, she is. She is, yeah. I guess she is. No, no, she's not. No, no. Because I heard an unspoken. You, it's okay to be honest with me. I think you said it all. I think you'd rather go to the football game and go to another wedding next time, right? I mean, yeah, that's what I'd yeah. rather do. I just kind of don't want to be in the doghouse. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think that you have to do out of your heart, not out of your reason. And I don't think naturally you'd want to go to the wedding, right? Yeah, I mean, that's true. Okay. Well, listen, own it. You don't have to lie or pretend. You want to go to the football game? Go ahead. Uh, just know that she's going to feel, you know, you're not 100% there yet. And that's okay, too. No need to lie and no need to pretend. I'd rather you be honest with her. And then she can also build up some defense mechanism in case it doesn't work with her later on. Because obviously, if you were madly in love with her, Joe, it would not even be a question. But, hey, listen, you guys just dating. You're not in love fully yet. It's okay, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're most welcome. Good luck to you and at least have fun at the football game then. 
<laughs> well, that's no doubt. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Joe. Thanks for the call and have a good night. That leads to a great question. How do you know your partner is really in love with you? I'm going to answer that next. How do you know your partner is in love with you? What are the signs, okay? And so look for this. They make you their priority. You are the number one on the list. So contrary to Joe would rather go to a football game than to the wedding with his girlfriend, no. A man in love with his girl will want to go to the wedding and stay with his girlfriend first and foremost. Second thing is people are thoughtful, right? So when you're in love, you think about your partner first, what makes her happy, what makes him happy. You're the first person they're going to call in the morning or text and wish you a great day and share good news or bad news. You are part of somebody's life. Your partner pays attention to you. That's a huge thing. And I would say also you feel this kind of vibration of kindness and caring. Your problem is my problem. Then you know somebody's in love with you. So I'm going to share a personal story of the first time I felt that a long, long time ago. That story from Paris is next on The Rendezvous. Do you remember the first time you fell in love? First, first time. What did you feel inside of you? So, of course, there's the butterfly. So, I, I met this girl, uh, Sabine, uh, when I was 16, 17 in Paris, and I fell in love with this beautiful, charming, blonde, green-eyed woman. And she was my, my school. We were both in the same grade and all that. And so, I feel butterflies. I feel almost obsessed. I feel I want to make her happy. I feel like I want to, when we go to coffee, buy her favorite pain au chocolat because she loved pain au chocolat with the coffee. That was the thing I remember. And I thought about her from the moment I woke up to the moment I fell asleep. And I couldn't wait to see her and I couldn't wait to talk to her on the phone for hours at night. Those were the first time I realized, really, I was in love with a woman. I never forgot it. Those are the kind of signs that makes you feel so good. You call the next with your questions on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Have you ever wanted to share something beautiful that your partner did for you? Now is the time on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Dina, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Dina. Welcome to the rendezvous. I believe you have a very special romantic story you want to share. I do, I do. Um, it starts out uh, kind of sad. Um, I was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, I'm sorry to hear this. And, thank you. And um, you know, I have a wonderful husband. I mean, he really, really is. But he saw how hard it's been for me to accept that diagnosis. And so he put together a night with... He had had a picnic with music playing from stereo outside under the stars because he wanted me to know that even though something like this is horrible and it's happening, it didn't change how much he loves me. Right. So we just, we got to spend the entire evening almost being like we were dating again, you know, mm -hmm. just having great conversation not bringing that up, but just really reveling in the moment. And I, it made me so, so happy because I, I couldn't do this without him. He's an amazing, supportive man. And it was just really, really beautiful that he would take the time through all this craziness 
to do something like that for me. I, I think it, it's wonderful. I want to I want to ask you: Are you doing okay now? Um, they, I just received the diagnosis, so we're starting the treatment plans. Okay. Well, we, we're going to be praying for you, keeping our finger crossed, and uh, and I know your husband will be there for you. But I'm going to send you know good vibes in the universe to your direction. Thank you. Thank you so so much. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Good luck to you. Fingers crossed. Call me anytime. And thanks again for sharing that beautiful story of what your husband is doing now for you. Wonderful. Thank you, Dina. Have a good night. Thank you. How important is it to you that your partner is next to you in the rainy days? Let's talk about that next. If you've been listening to The Rendezvous for a while, you know I've always said there is no love without proof of love. Meaning everybody can say I love you when it's like, you know, the shiny days. But when you're in a partnership for a long time, when you're married, rain or shine, that's the contract. Rain or shine. And when your partner is down, when your partner is sick, when your partner is in disarray, you've got to be there. That's what the partnership is all about. Not just the romantic and the, the, the shining days sometimes of the beginning. And I, I've witnessed this with my parents, and I want to share a very sweet story too of what happened back home not so long ago with my parents who are older now. And I think you'll enjoy this story. That's next. All my life, back in France, I heard my father said to me, Simon, in a relationship, in a marriage, there is no love without proof of love. It means be there for your partner, rain or shine. So, for the record, my father's 91 and my mom is 75. And this year, my father got pretty ill, um, went to the hospital. I flew to uh, Paris to, to be with him. We were all there. And I saw my mom not, I'm telling you, leaving the site at the hospital ever. I mean, really, besides going downstairs to the cafeteria to eat something, have a coffee. And I said to myself, wow, that's what love is about. Be there for your partner, rain or shine. And my mom didn't have to push herself. There was nowhere else in the world she would want to be except next to her husband, my father. And just, I've learned a lot from that. That's exactly what I think is love. Be there for your partner in the rainy days because it's always easy on the shiny days. You calls with your relationship questions are next, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Leslie, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on? How can I help you? wanted to know what you could do to keep your boyfriend from cheating on you. Okay, so before I answer that, what uh, is going on in the house for you to ask me that question? Well, in my opinion, actually nothing. Um, it's, I do everything, and still, no matter what, it seems that he still has to cheat, and I don't know why. What do you mean he has to cheat? He has cheated on you before? How many times? Uh, three times already in about five years. What? Yes. Okay. So, um, you know him better than me. Do you think he's a serial cheater or what, what? how would you define his behavior? I would say it's just like, just it's a have to for some reason. Like, it's almost like someone who has a, 
what is that that's addicted to sexual activity all the time? What do they call those people? Uh, oh, any addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. But three times and you're still with him. So why are you staying with a cheater? Well, the first time it's that, you know, shame on you, shame on me. Second, you know, back and forth. And it's, you know, because I do love him. And I, I would see. love for him to stop, yeah. oh, you know. Okay. I get, I get it. Um, you understand there is nothing um, one can do for a drug addict. You can tell your partner if they're a drug addict or an alcoholic, hey, I would love you to change. It's not going to make any difference. You understand that? Right. All right. Same thing for uh, ooh-la-la addiction. So if you yeah. think he's, ad- he's addicted to this physical contact with other people than you, the real question is not about him. So I want to know why would you now stay with him any longer? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I'm getting to that point where, like what you said, if, if there's nothing to stop him and you're doing everything that a female or just a, a partner should do in a relationship and it's still causing that person to cheat, then, yeah, that's the question. Why am I still with that person? And I should probably just not be with them anymore. That would be a good yeah. start to find your joy of life back. So yes. think about it. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I just raised some questions. It's not about him. It's about you. And you have to decide what are your limits, what is good for you, and what's bad for you, okay? All right. All right. Sounds good. Best of luck to you, and thank you for your call, Leslie. Thank you. Key question. Do you have one that got away? Let's talk about that next. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous and thank you for spending the evening with me every night. means the world to me. Let me finish with the last key question about relationships. Do you have one that got away? Think about it and answer that question. Do you have one that got away? That's a question I also put on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Here are the results, by the way. 50% of you said no, but that means 50% of you said, yes, I have one that got away. And I personally think I have one too, but she doesn't want to talk to me anymore. And that's a different story from way back when. Anyway, thank you again so much for listening to The Rendezvous. Thank you for your calls and have a good night. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.